Welcome to the Modern Leader series of the Mind You Performance Podcast, dedicated to providing insider access to local entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders who share their unique stories, insights, and experiences from their incredible journey to high performance, as well as the challenges, lessons, and successes along the way. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mind Your Performance podcast. I am your host, Shalom. I am so excited to have our guest on here today, a very special guest. Do you always laugh when I say this? Our guest is a special. We have Ellie Sangaritas here today from Maple and Ren. I am so freaking excited. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. This is nice. Yes, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and inside your office today, which is smelling so beautiful and floral and beautiful. That's definitely the scented candle. <laughs> uh, we have my co-host, Steve Lickett, here today as well. Yes, hello. And thanks for having us, Ellie. Yes. No worries. Cheers for being here. It's fun. <laughs> okay, so the reason I want to have you on board here today and have a chat with us is because... I find you personally so inspiring. <laughs> so inspiring as an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, and a woman. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're so honored to actually have you on and making the time with us. And so, just to start off, I want to get you to introduce yourself, who you are. Um, okay. And, you know, tell us a little bit about Mayfun Ren. And we'll go from there. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I'm Ellie Sangaridis. I um, have been running Maple and Wren since 2016. I want to say 2016. So I've always counted it from my 30th birthday. So that's definitely showing my age now. Um, yeah, I started Maple and Wren as a side business. Yeah, back in 2016. Mm-hmm. I had been working in state government. I had a corporate role where I ran like large scale events and worked in a marketing team. And I loved that. And that taught me a lot and gave me a lot of awesome skills. And I met some beautiful humans who are still in my realm today. And that's amazing. Um, But I always, always, always had something on the side. Like there was always something else I had another pie I had my finger in and I was like right I'm gonna start this business and see where it takes me and at first it was a bit of a hobby and then it just sort of exploded and when I say then it just sort of exploded like five years in (laughs) (laughs) um so yes I run a, a wedding and event floristry business here in Perth and I also run a floral art academy where I teach people how to become wedding and event florists basically so um I am not a technically trained florist I am a trained journalist like I do not have um, training as a florist and I learned on the job and I learned as I went and I learned from other florists in Perth and developed my own style and then used all of the I suppose marketing um, and corporate knowledge I had to bring that into my business and make it something that you know we can actually profit from and um, yeah now it's like a total thing <laughs> right it's so, it's, so, it's so beautiful and this is the thing where you talked about um, you talked about, oh, and it just exploded. It's like five years. Like five years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I think that's so incredible because um, I love your content on Instagram. So Thank you. you. Yeah. So if you haven't followed, follow. And you probably know if you're in the florist industry or, you know, um, 
Maplin Wren, so definitely have a definitely follow. Uh, Coming to a wedding near you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love Ellie's reels. Um, but I just think it's so wonderful because when I followed you, I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. And you see the success, you see the, you know, you're running this academy and the mm. workshops. And you're like, wow, it's so cool. Yeah. And then obviously being friends, we actually get to understand, oh, you know, Ellie was doing this in, in the markets. Can you share with us like the, the beginnings of it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it started as an event business. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't really sure, you know, what kind of events I wanted to do. I was looking at a lot of other um, florists in Perth and a lot of um, event stylists and going, I think that's what I wanted to do because I had my background in events and I knew how to do that inside out. So I was like, right, let's go and do this for other people instead of for state government where it's boring as batshit um, <laughs> and, and so tied up in red tape and yeah. now I almost can't imagine that I ever was in that environment I feel so much freer now anyway long story um so yeah when I decided that I was going to get into floristry I just went to a workshop so that I could learn how to put a few things together so that if one of my event clients you know was like oh I want an arrangement here an arrangement there that I'd know what that looked like I'd know how to do it and I could you know do a few things here and there and when I got into this class with um, beautiful Rebecca from Fox and Rabbit, who's just gorgeous and does amazing work. She's got a florist business in the state building and it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into this class and was like, wow, this is really cool. Like this is, I felt like I found my art. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come from a really long line of women who are very creative mm-hmm. and have like really artistic backgrounds, musical and um, and painters and seamstresses and that kind of thing. And nothing ever really fit for me in that realm. I'm not very good at straight lines. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so when I started floristry, I was like, I really love this. Yeah. This is really freeing to me. And I got this instant connection to it. So I started like playing around and just making arrangements for friends and family And then on my 30th birthday, I decided I was going to be a queen and made myself a crown to wear to my my 30th birthday party. I had a story on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So I made this crown and was like, just flaunt it and be your best self. And so I'm wearing this crown and then somebody else asked me, oh, can you make me a crown? Like, did you make that? Yeah, I I made it. Yeah, I can make you a crown. And all of a sudden I was making flower crowns like every single weekend. (laughs) And Mark was like, what are you doing? My husband Mark was like, what are you doing? Making flower crowns. Like, I'm making money right now. (laughs) I probably wasn't making any money at that point, let's be fair. Um, But yeah, I just sort of became this flower crown queen, I suppose. Um, And then somebody asked me to do their wedding. And I was like, do they know that I'm not a florist? I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. But I was like, yeah, let's give it a go. You know, I've always subscribed to the Richard Branson theory, the like, say yes and figure it out later. (laughs) Um, So I figured it out and I made a lot of mistakes along the way. But then I was like, right, well, how do I get in front of people? And um, I started a little stall at the Kayla Farmers Markets where I did flowers every week. And it wasn't anything wild to report home about, but it was practice every week and it was you know learning how to deal with customers and it was playing with different styles and it was going to the markets every week like flower markets every week and working out what I was going to use and getting to know the product and getting to know how it all worked and I feel like that was a really good stepping stone for me even though it was just a small thing 
I knew that I was never going to work in a retail store. I knew that I didn't want a flower shop. I knew I wanted to work on weddings and events, Mm -hmm. but I needed the practice and I needed to put myself out there. And that was really fun. So yeah, then I did a few other flower courses and started teaching flower crown workshops. Oh wow. And then I worked with House of Hobby. So they run creative workshops around Perth um, in all sorts of different avenues. And I was running their flower classes kind of doing one a month, I suppose, Mm. Um, which, you know, I love being in front of people and I love showing people how to create something out of nothing. So that was a really awesome thing to do. I loved doing that. Um, And then one wedding led to another wedding, led to another wedding, led to another wedding. And yeah, now we do like 50 to 70 weddings and events every year. Um, And yeah, all over Perth and built a six-figure business and work in a beautiful studio and have freelancers coming in every week and yeah it's it's a beautiful thing now it's a really beautiful thing that I'm incredibly proud of (laughs) that's so good it's so inspiring like I it makes me so happy like I can see like the energy like it's just it's so inspiring like do you God, so many questions I want to ask. Yeah. <laughs> You're so positive. You're so positive. Like, tell me, this is the success we see now. You're in, like, your own studio, your own place, six-figure business. Like, you're all in. It's You're well-known. Like, which is really insane. Like, I see you popping everywhere. Like, <laughs> so, tell me about the challenges. Oh, there are many. Uh, yeah. There are many challenges. Um, so... I, I think one of the things that that I've found through business is that at every stage, something is hard. And at every stage, there's a challenge. And as your business builds, the challenges don't go away. They just change. So there's always going to be something that's pushing you further to expand your business. So, you know, what used to be a challenge was space. Like, where where am I going to work? How will I actually be able to supply all of this. So I started my business in our 10 by six apartment, our 10 by six ground floor apartment. And I literally took over the whole living area and dining area. We never had people over because Mark was like, (laughs) the house is a tip, it's covered in flowers. Um, And I kind of felt the same. Um, And, you know, when I had a big wedding, it was a challenge of like, where am I going to put all of this? And how will I refrigerate it? And will it last? And all of that. So it started with that as a main challenge, you know, space. And then when we had a baby, I was like, wow, I can't do this from home. This is, you know, we'd moved into a bigger place by then. So I had a bit more room to move, but we, you know, couldn't be doing wedding flowers with a toddler or a little, a little baby crawling around trying to eat them, you know, Um, and they'll only stay on the other side of the baby gate for so long. So, um, yeah, then the biggest challenge was, right, I need to find somewhere to work. So, um, two and a half years ago, I moved into a warehouse with another wedding supplier and that was just the best thing ever. Obviously, we're magical friends now, which is the greatest thing, but, you know, we um, could work on projects together as well. Mm. So my business, you know, I could kick over to her and her business, she could kick over to me and we were able to, you know, build off each other's success in a way. Mm. And then once the business starts expanding, the challenges staff how will we get all the work done like and there's a really delicate balance that I find I've just sort of tipped over a little bit now 
where you go, well, can I take on more work without outsourcing something and without bringing in more staff to do things? And I'm at a point now where I know like my style is cemented. I know how to explain to somebody what I need. So I don't have to touch every single floral piece that goes out. And I can trust the people that I bring in to do that mm. because I train them in how to do it for me and what I, what I, what my clients need from our work, I suppose, what they're going to be expecting. Mm. So I can work on that, but then it's like, well, what happens if they leave or they get another job or, you know, the freelancers that I want aren't available and and that kind of thing. So staff is probably a big challenge at the moment and then learning how to um, delegate a lot of tasks that I do myself, like a lot of the back-end admin stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just recently got a VA that I can sort of, you know, hand over some things to but what I found for ages was that I was still resisting giving her things and something clicked in my brain. I was standing in my kitchen the other day and I, and I got really pissed off about something. A client sent me an email and I was like, oh, off. I don't have time to do that. I don't want to do that. That's so annoying. And then I was like, oh, I don't have to do that. I can give that to her. It's like, right, that goes on the list from now on. I don't do that task because it annoys me. You know, so I guess that's where the challenges just change, right? And you go, right, what what do I, what can I outsource now? And now for me, it's more about strategy and how I can um, bring in more money for the business so that Mm -hmm. I can earn a better wage and I can pay my staff a better wage and, you know, we can rent this beautiful place that we work in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they, they just, they just, the challenges keep Never coming. Go away. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a great discussion point, though. Yeah. So you, yeah. as an individual, your personality is made for this. Yeah. Oh, so like thank warm, you. bubbly, yeah. approachable, um, and you can just tell that you'll always bring a sense of peace or you know, um, sort of warmth to any environment that you're in. Yeah. That's kind. But I mean, the headless of... chook variety does live in there somewhere. <laughs> Mark would probably say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that for now. <laughs> but in terms of the challenges that you just explained, that's in a business which is probably in one of the most stressful environments that you could step into, which is weddings. <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't okay. say dealing with brides, no. did I? <laughs> I was about to say the word stereotype comes to mind. How have you found being able to navigate through that in that you know that the environment that you're going into is going to be stressful? Yeah, Mm. yeah. But but trying to balance that with your own business challenges to knowing that the quality of the product is going to meet their expectations. Yeah. I think, um, okay, so there's a few things in that question. So the first one is that, yes, it's a very high-stress environment. And I've... um, I have a performance background. This is probably ridiculous, but, and I used to work in a sales role as well, where like before I walked into the room, I knew what personality I had to turn on. If you, you know what I mean? When you've got to perform for somebody uh, or you've got to bring that energy. And I like often sound like a total dick. I'm like, I'm just going to bring my big L energy in, you know, because you go into, if you walk into a bride to deliver their bouquets on their wedding day, 
they're going to be nervous. They're going to be perhaps a bit stressed. Something might not be going the way that they want it to because they've dreamt of this day for however long they've dreamt it. You know, some people since they're born, some people for six months. But nothing on an event day ever goes 100% to plan. It's just not real life. And so when you go into a bride, I always, I always turn this thing on. I don't know why. I'm like, hi, how are you going? Is everybody good? I've got your plans, you know, and bring some excitement in for them. Sorry, that's probably going to deafen your listeners. That's great. I love it. Um, but you bring something in to try and make them feel good, right? And and I think that's really important because and we've had this discussion, a friend and I, about whether we're in a service business or a product business. Now I know that flowers are a product. I'm aware of that. But it's it taken me until like the beginning of this year to be like, oh, when people talk about service-based versus product-based businesses, I always thought that I was in a service role because a wedding is an experience and you are providing a piece of that experience to them. Mm. Like that's a service what you're giving them and and it's 12 months worth of lead up. That's a service. That's not mm. just a product that you're giving them. So to me, it's that like in terms of what you're giving to your customer that you're excited for them, you know, even when they email that we email back saying, you know, congratulations, we're so happy to hear you're getting engaged, you know, like, so that they don't feel like they're just a number because this is a really, really important day in their lives. For most people, it's the most important day in their life to date. And that's massive. So even though we do it week in, week out, we're like, yep, there's another wedding. Um, For them, it's super exciting and it's a beautiful moment. So that... I think, yeah, bringing in the element of feeling excited for them. If something's not going right for you, you don't tell your bride that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You keep that to yourself. <laughs> and you figure it out. <laughs> like, you don't walk in there with your stress. If you walk mm. into your bride or your groom with the stress, that doesn't make anything better. So, like, that, that bit has always been a non-negotiable for me that you walk in with excitement, with happiness, with a complete mask over anything that's happening for you as a business owner on that day. The other part of the question that you asked was about how we manage the staff. Is that what it was? Sorry, I might have forgotten the other bit of that question. Yeah, so it's knowing that you're entering that stressful environment. Yes. You've got the performance background, you're able to turn the energy on. Yeah, yeah. It's... How do you balance turning the energy on there yeah. while still having the confidence and the certainty that the guys behind you, they're equally showing up? Um, you just feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> Perfect. I think the, like, it's, you're on a time frame, right? So you can only get done what you can get done in that time. And if you've promised them something, the, the biggest thing to me and something that I am really passionate about teaching people in our industry is about quoting properly, like about charging mm. properly and charging realistically for what you're doing. Mm. So remembering that it is a wedding and you've only got one shot at this and you've only got a finite amount of time to get it done for that couple. So really knowing what it is that you're delivering and like we've, I've got a massive spreadsheet for every single wedding order that we do that goes through every single flower and a recipe that needs to be used for the bouquet and a recipe that's used for every single table centerpiece. And, and, you know, we prep all of the flowers two days in advance. We label every bucket with this bucket is for arbor, this bucket is for table centerpieces, this bucket is for the bride's bouquet, this bucket is for that. 
so that when people are coming in, they're not asking me 17 million questions. They've got a bucket and that's their bucket and that's what they're working with. You know, they've got a brief that has an, an image of what they're creating and I'm going to give them the foam that they need to put it in and the vase that is going to, you know, take take to the to the bride and the boxes that they need to use that I've got everything prepared so they can work mm. well. Um, do things go wrong all the time? Yeah. All the time. All the time. Like, I... I oh, terrible. So many, so many things that go wrong on wedding days. But I, one thing that just instantly came to mind there was uh, we did a wedding up in Kings Park a couple of years ago and um, I'd set out like there were two flower towers covered in flowers, all ready to go. Um, I'd you know, done it all. There was loads of time before the ceremony started. I was just sweeping, just moved my trolley around and a big gust of wind came and blew them on their faces. So both towers face planted, flowers are smashed. Oh, and I'm like, right, I, I'm going to have to fix this, right? And you've got to, that's it. You can scream and swear and then fix it. Because there's nothing else you can do. Mm. So I constantly telling new florists in the wedding industry that it's like eighty percent problem solving and twenty percent floristry. <laughs> <laughs> because it's events, right? Oh, and that's yeah. what happens. So yeah, there's always things that you have to navigate on the day. But I think for me, the more organized that we've become in the business and the more um, procedures and processes we've put in place mm. to help other people do what we need in the business, like that has made everything so much smoother. So my philosophy now is that when people come into work, they're coming to work to do a job, we do the job, we go home. You know, mm. let's not make it any bigger than it needs to be, mm. but let's be clear on what the expectation is and what people need to do so that it can be it can be done without added stress. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think that has made a huge difference to how I feel on a wedding day. Like, I'm so much calmer on a wedding day than I <laughs> Like two years ago when I was running out of the house with buckets of flowers, like, Mark, just hurry up. Can you please carry it to the car faster? Like, stop breaking it. You know, like now <laughs> that energy is so much oh, better. That's great. And yeah. it's just better for my business and my marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. That is so great. So then, <laughs> just, oh, just on that then, in, in terms of the energy management, mm. so what goes up must come down. Yeah. So yeah. in those moments, you're able to turn it on and you, you like bring, bring the life, you bring the party into mm. that moment with the bride, making sure everyone's good. Is it the flip side? How do you, do you have protocols that you have in place for yourself on a personal level in terms of, okay, I know that I'm going to, give a whole lot of energy, but I need to make sure I top it up for myself again. I'm not very good at that. I'll be honest, I'm not very good at that. So I think, and I'm not sure I've ever been particularly good at that. I'm working on it. Um, I do a whole lot of therapy now, so that helps. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a business coach now and that helps. I've got a business networking community and that helps. Like having other people to, you know, get feedback on and to share your load with I suppose mm -hmm. um self-care is huge right and any business owner yeah that energy management is super important um I yeah I don't don't do as much as I should I probably don't do I know I don't do as much as I should 
At MYP, we believe anything and everything is possible for every one of us. We hope you enjoy the series and are inspired to take action, unlock your potential and unleash the best version of you. To begin your transformation or inquire about MYP's life-changing programs, please reach out to myself, Shay, or Steve at any time. The links are in the show notes. Um, I have a small amount of time each week that I set aside for myself. And then when we've got like slower weeks, so wedding season like is seasonal. Mm. So you'll have a few months that are super hectic and then a few months that are not so hectic um or you know there's no weddings but that's all your admin time and all of that Mm. i find now that i try to factor in even if it's just an hour to Mm. step away and and not do anything um or to like go and sit in a park for a minute and just have some time to myself like that's that can be quite difficult having two small children (laughs) as well um but I've found it to become more and more important as the business gets bigger to have mm. a little bit of space. And it is something that I continue to work on. So it's probably one of the biggest challenges at the moment is making sure that there's like space and time. Um, yeah, my husband Mark and I are sort of getting to a point now where we're a bit more able to communicate our needs with each other and say like, you know, this is gonna be a really big week for me, I might need you to step up in this way. Do we always do that well? No. (laughs) But do we decide to not fight about it because it's not worth it? Yes. You know, so I guess being able to communicate what you need from your partner is really important. Um, And both of us are getting a lot better at doing that with each other when he's got a super busy, you know, time at work coming up or if I've got a super busy time at work and knowing that there's going to be give and take on the other end of that, that you know, I might have to drop everything this week and you've got to do all the daycare pickups and all the cooking and I don't care what we have for dinner. It can be Uber Eats, whatever, like all of that. And then, you know, the next week, like last week, we had three weddings back to back, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all big, really big jobs. Um, And so that was, you know, a whole week worth of preparation for that. But this week, not having any weddings means that I can do the kid pickup, that I am, you know, at home, yeah. you know, at a reasonable time, happy to do the cooking that we do have this slower pace. And that's the beauty of running your own business, yeah. right? That yeah. you can choose that. Mm. You can choose when you're working a lot and when you're not. Mm. Um, yeah. One thing that I've done now is actually set aside time out. So I've only just recently done that and gone, if I worked in a corporate job, I'd have four weeks off a year. And when you work for yourself, you know, factor that in. <laughs> and if you're not going on a holiday, which I'm not going anywhere for the rest of the year, we've, we've already done a bit of a break at the beginning of the year, but I've still like lined out another three weeks this year where I'm not working, where it's not business, where I'm not going to work on a course that I want to run, or I'm not going to, you know, email clients, and I'm not going to work on proposals or any of that. I'm just going to take time out from the business. So that, that's, I'm getting there. That's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, really that's good really awareness. Good. Yeah. And I think it, it highlights the, I guess, the importance but the benefit of the support network. Yes. That, that you can mm. lean on. Yeah. And rest assured, I'm, I'd be confident there are responses that, Ellie, don't worry, every business owner we work with is going through exactly the same. Yep. It's, it's not all roses like we see on social media. 
No. It's, it's a challenge that yeah. every business owner faces. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Doesn't matter what industry you're in, right? Yeah. Like if you're running a business, there's going to be some times of really hard hustle and then you get to choose when there's not. Like it's up to you to choose not to hustle. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like a, a fallacy, the, yeah. the work-life balance. balance. It's like you find your own harmony and that can change over time. Yeah. Yeah, can. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Do you have a question? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that question. It's a really good question, though. Yeah. yeah. Self care is something I should focus on more. Yes. No, I've seen you. I've seen <laughs> you doing them on in, uh, on your stories, which I really love, and I think that's like so cool. Yeah. 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 And I, I know I know that can be very difficult, but I think even you setting aside like the time out mm. as well, because it's so difficult. Because when you are a business owner, when you love what you do, you love it's like, it. I just love yeah. what I do. I can I can do it yeah. like day and night. Yeah. So it's like oh, giving you permission, giving yourself permission to be like, no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do nothing, like yeah. deliberately, yeah, which is so hard because yesterday I haven't been going down to the beach between all the comp prep and business and life and everything, and it was such a beautiful day. And usually I would spend time on the beach, and then at two o'clock I was like, I'm gonna take myself to the beach, yeah. put on my bikini, yeah. I went to the beach and I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this at two o'clock. It feels guilty almost, right? Yeah, guilty is, about it. Exactly. You're like, hold on, I'm the CEO of my own life. Exactly. <laughs> I can go to the beach if I want to go to the beach. Yeah. So you have this two thing talking to you. Like, one's like, go to the beach. This is the reason why you have your own business. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. doing it. I had this I weird moment that. recently where like my, um, my daughter is going to start kindy next year. And I had this moment, and Mark's probably going to roll his eyes when he hears this, um, but I had this moment where I was like, oh, she's going to need to be dropped off at kindy at like nine or whatever friggin' time they start, I don't know yet, and be be picked up at like 2.30, 3 o'clock. I was like, well, that's going to really get in the way of my work day. That's (laughs) annoying. Like I had this moment where I was like, and and I thought, and that's going to have to be me. Like my husband works a job that he has to be at until five o'clock and he's often leaving the house at seven. Mm. So his work isn't flexible to do that. And I had this moment where I was like, hold on, this is the whole reason that we run a business so that you have the flexibility (laughs) to do stuff like that. And I had to reframe it. Like she's not, she's not going until, you know, next February, but I had to reframe it in my mind and be like, I get to do this. I get to pick up my kid from school. I get to drop her off at school every single day. Like I get to do that. Like not everybody does get to do that or it's a rush because they've got to get to where they're Mm. going. Like I actually have the freedom to design my business around that. Yes. And I had to really reframe it in my brain. And now I'm like, oh, I get to redesign my business. (laughs) (laughs) But it was this roadblock initially of like, oh, how am I going to do that? That's annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's so good. It's so good to get an insight and share that as well because I find that challenging for myself yeah. like yesterday was just oh my gosh but then I got back and I was like oh I feel so good like yeah. I feel you know you feel so good you feel yeah. like this is the reason why the freedom to do like around your schedule yeah and we forget that because we're fighting for the freedom yeah <laughs> and then we get the yeah. freedom and it's like oh, oh but like, I feel guilty to take uh, it yes. <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> So you've got to reframe and allow yourself that space. And yeah. um, I think that is so important. It's mm-hmm. so important. This is where you see, I've seen entrepreneurs or business owners stop start because they yeah. get to a point of burnout. And yeah. they're like, 
it's yeah. hustle, go, 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 go. And then they realize they cannot keep mm. up at this point. And then it's like, oh, I've just got to stop for yeah. a while. Yeah. So it's just stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, and feeling like you failed, mm. you know? Um, so I love that. Yeah. I love that. Getting there. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> We're all getting there. We're all getting there. <laughs> I got to the beach. You get so to like, got to the beach. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah. What other questions do you have? Uh, I think that was a great example of a, a mm. belief in that somewhat a, a limiting belief yeah. in that I need to be there for my business. Mm. Like, that's, I'm a business owner. Yeah. Like, I, I can't take time out of my day to yeah. drop my kid off to school. <laughs> Partially the reason I set up my own business. Poor kid. <laughs> in the, on reflection, has there been any other limiting beliefs and mm. aha moments as you went through your yeah. entrepreneurial journey? There, there continues to be. Yeah, there continues to be. Um, even when you don't feel like there will be, you know, you, you sort of come up against something Unexpected. and go, oh, yeah. I, I didn't realise that I, I have a problem with that, but I do. Um, <laughs> uh, it, so it took me a couple of years to be okay with the fact I didn't have a floristry qualification. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking like, oh, somebody's going to find out. And that's going to be a huge deal. Or what are they? Be, what will they be saying about me? You know, who does this bitch think, think she is? Basically, <laughs> so thinking. And then, um, and the same when I started the. So when I started the Floral Art Academy at the beginning of last year, I almost didn't do it. And I almost mm. like I had I'd set up the page. I had like the um, you know coming soon and all of that. And I almost deleted it. I almost just deleted the whole account and went just what to stop like what are you doing who do you think you are and then somebody said who who, like who are you not to do it and I was like oh okay that's an interesting way of thinking about it like why can't I do that you know Mm -hmm. and it was this whole self-belief thing about whether I had enough experience or whether I had a florist qualification or you know such and such as a beautiful florist in Perth and they're not doing it and then an amazing florist friend of mine, um, Alicia from Bohemian Flower Collective, I was talking to her about it. She's like, babe, that's, it's so awesome that you're doing this academy. And I was like, oh, really? Like, you, you, you really think that's, that's okay? And she was like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm so glad you're doing it. Like, so I'm not doing that. And she's an absolutely beautiful florist, right? And there's this whole idea of community over competition, which I think we're often comparing ourselves to other people in our industries and forgetting that there's enough room for all of us and that we all have something unique to say. And yes, there are other floral teachers all around the world. Yes, there are other floral teachers in Perth, but I'm offering something different to what they're offering. And it took a little while for me to accept, yes, there is a place for me here. And yes, I have something to offer that isn't being talked about. And the biggest part of that for me is around business. Mm. Um, you know, and the other part of it is around efficient and effective floral design where people can make something quickly and they can make it with beautiful product and they can charge correctly for it so that they actually make money for themselves instead of this whole concept that because you're doing something that's creative that you can't make a living out of it mm. or that you know you shouldn't expect to make a living out of it, which is just dumb. Yeah. Um, so... I, that yeah, that was a huge limiting belief for me to to go. No, I can I can do mm. this. I, that's it's okay yeah. for me to do this. Yeah. Um, and it, it, like then there's other smaller things that pop up as well where you kind of go. Um, 
you know, when you tell yourself you're not any good at something, like mm -hmm. I used to tell myself I wasn't good at numbers. And so, oh, I don't know anything. Oh, tax is scary. Oh, I don't know anything about the, the numbers. And so I don't, I don't need to know about the numbers. My accountant will sort that out. It's fine. And now, like, my favorite thing is to know the position mm -hmm. of the business so that I know, well, can I buy a van or can't I buy a van? Mm -hmm. And can I hire somebody or can't I? Well, what if I what's the cost analysis there and, and I get Mark involved in that as well because he's really good at stuff like that so now knowing all of that and being able to say I'm not good at that yet is something that I learned from my business coach I'll give that to Steph Gordon for sure um, where it's not it's not that you're not good at it instead of going oh I suck at numbers going I'm not good at that yet mm. gives you the space to go I can grow into that like you don't have to be amazing at every single thing to start with so yeah, huge limiting beliefs all the time. And I'm sure that the next phase of growth will give me a new, <laughs> a new limiting belief yeah, I'll have good. to crash through the barrier off. <laughs> it's so good because I think good. like, I didn't even know that because when the academy and I was like, oh, wow, like mm. here's the whole academy. I was like, I'm like off the keys. I'm like, oh my God, did you know? <laughs> I mean, this morning, did I show you? I was like, look at how all her stories. <laughs> So I just think like I wouldn't have known that, right? So anyone like you mm. think now, my gosh, now that what it's what you've created mm. with the academy, yeah, like do you look back and think on. like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was going to pull the pin on that? Yeah, I do, <laughs> I do, and like it's given me the space to to really lean into it yeah. as well. Um, like when I was trying to do workshops in amongst Maple and Ran, I realized that. I was like talking to two different clients mm. and I couldn't be my whole self, you know, because you don't want to talk about the back end of the wedding business while you're also trying to attract brides, right? They're two very different clients. Mm. And I was talking to my business network about it and going, I feel like I need a separate Instagram page for this. And even that felt like a really big thing. Mm. And then I was like, mm, this needs its own thing. Like this needs mm. to be its own thing. And giving it that space, like we've done three rounds now of like a Wedding Flowers 101 course and then a couple of masterclasses on the business back end. And it's really highlighted for me how much in terms of the business back end of stuff, you forget what people don't know, the things that you've, you've developed in your business that you've made like to come naturally to you now to make your business easier. Mm -hmm. You forget that other people don't know that. And then you're like, wow, that's actually taken me a lot of time to create. Like, I can share that with people. Mm. Let's do this. Like, let's make that part of the business. So, yeah, I can't believe that I yeah. almost didn't do that Like, and didn't give myself the freedom to really step into that. I've got, I feel like there's so much more possibility for me. That's for me great. now, but for the business now. Yeah. But also for our industry. Like, that's the whole point, yeah. right? Yeah. To build the industry up so that people make money and charge correctly and all yeah. of that. So, yeah, I'm really a, glad I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great example and a great insight because the, yeah. it's the fear and of the unknown and the discomfort mm. is what stops a lot of people yeah. from actually pursuing their passion Yeah. or even their career. So they've, they've been conditioned to believe that they should do this or should do that and they somewhat accept that. Yeah. That there's so, only one way to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just they become overcome by fear, and then it's just yeah, okay, yeah, I'll just I'll do what they said because yeah. it seems the right thing to do. Would you say you've been able to almost swing to the other end of the spectrum now, where you 
you seek out those limiting beliefs and you, and you almost want to lean into it? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not say I'm seeking out my limiting <laughs> beliefs. I would say that I, like, I'm continuing to work on myself mm-hmm. all the time and going, okay, what things, like what, I guess I'm at the moment very focused on trying to be the best human that I can be and the best, like the version of me that I want to be so that I can, I guess, live my life the most comfortably for myself, but also share that with my kids and Mm. work out how you actually want to show up in the world. I think, you know, we all have our own experiences and our own whatever's in our life, our own shit and our own challenges and our own things that we decide that we're ashamed of and all of that, right? And I think we sometimes forget that we are allowed to be whoever we want to be and that we just have to step into being that person, like regardless of what that looks like for other people, that, you know, you might have been someone else when you were 20 years old. Oh, I hope you've changed by the time you're 37. You know, I I hope you've learned something and decided to be a better human. And I think that's a big deal for me now. So, no, I don't go in search of... Um, of my limiting beliefs, but I probably criticize myself less. Mm. Now I'm a bit more accepting of, you know, where you might like ruminate on certain mm. elements of yourself or stupid shit that you did. I'm, I'm less likely to do that now. I'm more likely to go, oh, well, you know, 20 year old L, well done her. Um, and this is where we are now and let's be where we are now. Yeah. So I think I'm, yeah, I'm more inclined to work on myself. And I'm, I'm pretty passionate about that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, always trying to work out where I can do better, I suppose. Okay. Um, because that, then you get to show up how you want to show up. And that's mm-hmm. really important to me now. I love that. We were talking about this before the podcast and I think it's so beautiful because you can see that like you're just the one person, you know, when people go to the work, there's a, like a work hat me, like a work me and there's a home me. And then it's like such a, what's it? It's like, um, what's the word? Disconnect. Yeah. It must disconnect between like, yeah. Yeah. Whereas you can just be you yeah. like you're like this is you can be you which is so much freedom you don't have to put a facade to be anyone else yeah um but as you work on yourself and as you grow so does your business like the trickling effects mm. of everything else 100 um, which is yeah. so cool and we like i get that feeling from you that's why through but you can feel this on instagram as well the energy and everything is just it's the same like oh, that good. I, yeah I'm yeah glad. it is it's really <laughs> Just tell. Yeah, she's so, just being her. Yeah, which is so good where sometimes you can kind of see that disconnect where you're trying to portray yourself to the perception of someone else or you think you're kind of playing that role. Yeah. And then you meet that person and I'm like, oh, like, I don't, like, it's <laughs> kind of like yeah. I understand. Yeah, like um, you're really fun-loving on Instagram, but yeah. really unapproachable in, in Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I don't know, like, I thought we were friends on Instagram. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's so it's so effortless. It's just an effortless yeah. way of living. It is your an effortless. Life. You're, yeah. No, you're right. If yeah. you if you just choose to be who you are and don't give a shit about what other people think about you, and decide like that you yeah you that, that's why my personal account don't follow me. Please, I shouldn't even say this is <laughs> any more any less because you can't. I can't be any more any less than who I am. Like I'm just who I am, and that like 
I felt like I needed to change that for myself mm. as well as almost like a reminder that mm. like I can't I can't be any anything more or anything less than I am so why try to be like just be who you mm. are in that moment and I might change over time and I can't be any more or any less than I am in that moment you know mm. that's and trying to accept that of other people as well I think we have I have really high expectations of myself mm. and quite high expectations of people around me and it's taken me a while to lower them and just accept that everybody's being the best that they can be and making the best decisions that they can with the resources they have available to them you know so trying to step back into that it does it makes life so much easier to live it really does like for yourself and for your perception of other people Mm. so I'm, I'm big on that at the moment I'm working on it I love that. Yeah, I think I, I love the name. I, I might use that for the podcast title. <laughs> 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 okay. okay. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a great title. Yeah, I think it's so. I think it's beautiful. I think that just because it. Uh, that's what I truly believe. Like who you are, mm-hmm. you're gonna attract more of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try and bring other people into your realm that you want to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, we say it's effortless. I think it it becomes effortless. Yes. But yeah. it definitely it takes, takes a lot of it effort. takes a, a body of work <laughs> yeah. of you know, increasing yeah. that self awareness. Yeah. Definitely. Introducing some compassion, self compassion. And then yeah. acceptance. And then there's just yes, yeah, just a world of possibility. It's like a twelve step program, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I wanna. I want to know if you know. Like, I want to know. A lot of people start their businesses, and you know, you've been running this for five years now, or well, like, I say almost eight. More. Yeah, eight years. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Eight eight years. Years. Yeah. Eight years. Yeah. <laughs> so we see all this, and it's it's incredible, right? And and it's so great for you to share these challenges and these you know it's growing within yourself as well, mm. working on yourself because that is where the deep work and that transpires into what you're trying to create yeah right and so I see like people get so disheartened or expect they see overnight success especially social media it can be like oh suddenly they're just blown up and just you know one um, real and it happens so much but there are some like key characteristics skills that honestly it doesn't go away and you cannot buy instantly it's you know resilience it's patience it's all of those big things that you've got to work on yeah 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 <laughs> so what is the I, I suppose like your biggest advice for someone who wanting to i guess two one in your industry mm-hmm. who had have no idea where to start they have a passion like you know a passion they know that what they're doing is the, the they can't stand it. It's boring as that shit. <laughs> they have this creativity. There's this diet passion. Um, I guess advice for that person, and then the person that is wants to be an entrepreneur and start their business, whatever that is. Okay. Um, well, I feel like the first one is like shameless plug. Come and do my course. Yeah, obviously. Right. Obviously. <laughs> like follow obviously. the Maple and Red Floral Academy yes. and like get involved and come and do like Definitely. everything I'm offering. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who does she think she is? No, so, yeah, I suppose to so to the florist, right? Mm. To somebody who wants to be a florist in the wedding industry, to um, have an open mind and f- 
like follow, follow lots of other florists and draw inspiration and have a look at what they're doing because there is a lot of um, information sharing. Not everybody is going to share information with you, but there are a lot of people that do. And there's no reason why you can't just ask somebody a question. Um, and I think that is a, is a big thing. Like if there's something, this might be the entrepreneur example as well. Um, if there's something that you feel like you're lacking, fill the gap, mm. go and fill the gap mm. because you're not going to get more confident until you fill that knowledge gap. And that's something I've had to learn and accept as well, that when you're sitting having a little pity party because you're like, oh, I'm scared and for some reason I've got a roadblock about this, it's usually because there's something that you don't know and, and you're shitting your pants because you haven't figured out how to do the thing yet, you know? So if go and fill the gap, like hire a coach or, um, you know, do a course or get an accountant to go over the details with you or... Um, yeah, go and do whatever it is. Read the books. Go and read this so many books. Audible's like, what is it, like three dollars a month or something? I don't even know. I don't. I pay the money and it's done. Um, but like, there's so much information that you can get so quickly now. Like, we've never been in a more accessible age. If there's a, a gap in your knowledge, go and fill it. Don't sit there having a pity party about it and feel like you can't do something. Fill the gap. So I think that's probably the biggest advice, like to either entrepreneur or florist. But um, yeah, obviously, if you want to be a florist, come do my course. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. I think that's, I think that's such a, that's so, that's so key and so important because now as it doesn't matter what industry or where you're starting your business, like being a business owner is hard and it's difficult and you have to wear all the hats at the beginning yeah like, before yeah. you want to hire people or hire a team and start delegating which with it comes as well with the whole you know letting go of your baby because it's your baby <laughs> like, yeah. you know? oh my goodness i couldn't possibly get anybody else to do that <laughs> yeah and i'm like somebody else do this please <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i think it's we often forget that you know as 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 a child like we learn like we learn and make mistakes mm. but suddenly as adults we have this kind of perception and suddenly it's like, oh, we, we should have this all together. We should know these things. Like, I should know this. And suddenly learning something new or something becoming, something is hard at first becomes sh- shameful, becomes yeah. like this kind of thing. Like, yeah. like, like, why can't I just ask someone and ask for help? And, you know, yeah. which is crazy when yeah. you think about it. It's like, you're a, when you're a business on, uh, owner and you're an entrepreneur, you're like everything, everything. at the moment. All the things. <laughs> you're all the things. Yeah. You're yeah. the delivery, you're the sales, you're the marketing, you're, like, you're an admin, you're everything. everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The one so, that cleans the flower buckets. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, how do we, you know, like that is challenging but yeah. and to like yeah. even live our own life as well. So I think that is such a beautiful reminder that if there is a gap and the only way to actually move across it and to feel confident in it is actually learn it. Yeah. And know that it's, it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to take it's effort for it to be yeah. effortless. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is a really good yeah. theme that we have yeah, happening right I now. Yeah, I really think really enjoy it. Good. <laughs> 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 we'll do the thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do the, the thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. And I... Yeah, and do, you know, do, do that work. Yeah. I, read, I read that book just recently, um, Do the Work. Don't ask me who it's by. I never remember. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> but that was... That was really like mm. there was some really good advice in there and just like get up and do it like mm. it's it's not going to do itself and yeah i think we often sit in the fear like you were saying earlier steve like something looks too scary or too hard and we feel like we shouldn't do it like you were saying shay and mm. then you just sit there and don't do it 
but like if you just did the thing your life could be just exponentially better yes and yes. we sit there fearing it for so long and get consumed by that instead of making things better for ourselves mm, yeah 100 percent. i love yeah. that this is a really great chat it is a great chat <laughs> i am going to ask you two questions um okay. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Like rapid fire or <laughs> actually I want to do a rapid fire one. Yeah. Okay, there may be more than two questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'll um, drink more water. No. Actually three questions. Okay. So there are uh, more than two. Yeah, sorry, three. Three. One and the first one is what is the vision for Mekon Ren? Oh this year or <laughs> big big vision. I big vision. Yeah. Um so I feel like now that we have a space, things feel a little bit more possible. Um, but I um, I don't see why I can't have a million dollar business. Like honestly, like that's now I, I'm at a point where I'm like, that could be a real thing. Like why can't we make more money? So um, I, I really want to have more staff. Uh, I really want this to be a business where people come to work, where there is a team. Um, at the moment, I've got one casual and a couple of freelancers that come in and then a, um, a virtual assistant as well. Um, but I love the idea of working as a team on something. And whenever I've got a big group in, um, the energy on that feels amazing. So uh, just recently we did an event where we had 10 florists over three days to deliver oh, wow. this wedding. Oh, wow. And it was massive. And the energy around that was the best. Oh, it was just an absolutely magic experience to have a big group like that and have a team working on stuff. Mm. And I would love to be doing more of that, doing more like large scale events and large scale weddings where we can bring in a team of people to, to really work on it and have people that are in charge of certain things. And yeah, um, yeah like paying somebody else's super is like the greatest, I think that's the greatest thing ever. I love like, that. I'm not just paying your wage, I'm paying your super. I like, love that. That's so like, cool. So that you, when you're finished this, you have money. Like that's amazing. Um, so yeah, I want to have a bigger team, but um, the academy side of things, I am really loving building that. And um, I suppose one of the big goals in that is to, you know, be seeing people graduate out of it and developing their own yeah. businesses that are beautiful and profitable and feel really authentic to them. So that I suppose, yeah, there's probably a bigger vision for the academy mm. as well. That there, you know, would be signature programs that we run every year and um, and activations like finding opportunities for florists. Mm. That mm. has been something that's really sparked my interest lately going oh that would, could be an opportunity we could offer for volunteers you know so that they could learn on the job instead of going well how do we do this and so that yeah there, there's cool. a big vision there there's not not concrete goals at this stage but um yeah I definitely want to be building it to a big team working on big large-scale stuff um and I think we've put in some steps lately to work towards mm. that, which is really exciting. I love that. Yeah. It's so yeah, good. So, yeah. I love that. Having a big vision to just anchor in because, you know, it's so that's the thing about like dreams and big visions. Like when we were young, like, you know, be national. Yay. <laughs> things, right? <laughs> and then it's like we grow up and then it's all like realistic goals and a path that looks logic. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's like 
No, like anything is possible. Like, yeah. Anything is yeah. possible. Yeah. And you just got to put it out there. You've got to really anchor it in, um, which I think it's so cool for you yeah. to share that. And I think it's wonderful when you're doing your, you're in the process yeah. of doing it. It's, it's, it's happening. It's, it's happening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A huge goal, like, and I mean, you know, if he was still interested in doing it, uh, but a huge thing would be to have mm. my husband working in the business as well. So that yeah. we were working on, you know, a shared goal and and there's a semi-plan for that he has a really awesome job at the moment that he loves so Mm -hmm. there's that too um but yeah if we could build the business so that he had a role in it as well I think that would be really cool because he would bring so much magic to the business I just know that yeah um and yeah that that would be really cool that would be cool yeah that will be cool. Yeah. So then, you know, it's between you or Mark to pick up the, the kids. Yeah, then we won't have who's picking exactly. up the kids that day. Who gets to? Who gets to? Exactly. Who gets to leave work yeah. early and go and get the kids? Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So I have this question I want to ask you. Um, if you could have spent a day with anyone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, past or present, who would that be? And why? Oh, if I could yeah. spend a day with anyone, past or present. Yes. Um, I'm going to say Maya Angelou. So she's a really amazing writer. Um, mm. And she, uh, from the deep south in the US, and she just has this absolutely magic presence and really beautiful advice. But she's a poet as well. So the way that she writes is just so freaking beautiful and super empowering and I think she would be a no-nonsense person as well um but yeah she has um has a piece called and still I rise which I would encourage anybody to listen to like when you really need to pick yourself up out of your shit Mm. um and yeah I think she would be she's she's passed now but I think she would have been an amazing person to sit in the room with and um, gather her sort of thoughts on life, like a really no nonsense grandma. <laughs> I don't know why that sprung to mind, but yeah, she. I would like yeah, to sit in a room cool. with her. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any other final questions? No, I think just from what you said, you're, in my opinion, hundred percent in the process of building a million dollar business always building always building why why not you know i think people are too afraid to talk about what they want and women don't talk enough about you know making money as well apparently we're not allowed to like we're not talking about that you know women stop themselves from talking about that and money is not a dirty word like it makes us makes the world go around and it offers you so much opportunity and can offer other people opportunities Mm. like you can't offer 10 volunteers an opportunity on a massive wedding if you're not mm. you know building your business to be able to offer them that yeah you know so it's for you but it's for other people too but why not why can't you yeah and the fact that you want to you know you? you can you can pay someone super right you know, like that's what you do yeah you business that actually pay someone super like how amazing is that i think that's i think it's really so, amazing I love, exactly i don't know why that really clicked with me I when i started that. paying someone else <laughs> that's super you know, like, <laughs> so impact driven as well yeah like you've had the foresight to start the yeah. academy and that's yeah. it's so yeah. purpose-led this mm-hmm. impact it's not just we're not just chasing dollars here we're actually no, looking to yeah. the future of the industry yeah yeah, so I think yeah. That's showing other people how to chase their dollars yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
it's so good to have you here today and honestly thank, thank you so you. much for your time honestly. it's been a, an absolute pleasure i've loved this chat i see you really fun you're made for it yeah <laughs> i am my office has never had this much energy <laughs> you brought the energy <laughs> I love it so much. So I want to say thank you so much for your time. Now, obviously, now how do we find you? So we're going to add it into the show notes and find you, Ellie, your Maple Wren, and yes. obviously the Academy as well. Yeah, I feel like um, the answer to that question always is on Instagram. Does anybody ever say anything else? Yeah. Like, now where do we find you? Well, you can go to Instagram to start with. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so on Instagram, you can find at Maple and Wren or um, at Maple and Wren underscore Floral Art Academy. Um, obviously, one is for weddings and events, and one is for learning how to do weddings and events. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, I am, you know, deep within my social media, so you can always connect with me there. Um, yeah, and follow along. We've got some really exciting things happening over the next few months that I'm yet to announce. Oh, um, and I can't even give you any scoop now because if I tried to remember dates, they'd fall out my head. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, stay tuned. Yes, we'll do. So thank you so much again, and we would love to have you back in the future. Oh yay! Yeah. That's fun. Round two. When I'm yes. making the million dollar business. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'll leave you with this as always in everything you do, mind you. Until next time. <laughs>